listening to the Creative Pep Talk Podcast. This show is about commercial art, making a good living and making great art. I'm your host, Andy J. Pizza. Uh, You can find my work on Instagram at Andy J. Pizza. And you can also stay current with the podcast that way. All right, let's get into the show. really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new fluid engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site. It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it. Got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him like, you should go check it out. You're gonna be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was gonna tell you about this new site. Anyway, go check it out, antijpizza.com if you wanna see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase. This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Ushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you want to hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In The Making in your podcast player to listen. Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. Quick announcement, our tickets for the Creative Pep Rally in Columbus, Ohio, the first Creative Pep Talk live event. It's an all-day workshop with me, uh, dimensional type artist Danielle Evans, Kyle Sheely, who is a motivational cardboarder and internet video maker who's also a good friend of mine, and Brad Montague, the creator of Kid President, an all-around beautiful soul. Uh, We're going to be doing an all-day workshop. We're going to help you rekindle that flame. We're going to try to help you get connected to where you're wanting to go, what your super power is as a creative, what's your value, and just get together around you folks. Have an intimate, uh, creative experience (laughs) where we are connecting. Uh, You know, I just want to get you people together and get face-to-face and encourage you and help you have a uh, catalytic moment in your creative career. The tickets are almost gone. If you want to get involved, even if you have to travel a little bit, um, we're also going to have an after party afterwards with Andrew Nyer at Blockfort. We're going to do this gallery show. It's called the Color Me Blank Exhibit. We're going to put a mural all over the walls that you're going to color in with five and a half foot giant markers. That's open to the public, so be there, be square. It's going to be a pizza party, book signing for the Creative Pep Talk book. I'm so freaking excited about it. It's been crazy and a lot of stuff to do, but I'm. Uh, it is going to be amazing, and it's going to be on April 28th. Go get your ticket at creativepeptalk.com slash CPR. CPR, Creative Pep Rally slash resuscitate your creative career. Uh, all right, go check it out. Here comes the episode. Okay, here it is. Another episode of Creative Pep Talk. Uh, man, I am so excited to bring you today's episode, and I'm not just saying that, it is deep, 
within my soul to bring you this episode. And uh, I, you know, I, for whatever reason, just feel so compelled today to start this episode with a thank you. Um, And I want to make sure that I say it from the bottom of my heart because um, I really feel this way. So I am just so grateful for the place that you have all given me in your lives uh, to listen to this show week after week and have this bizarre connection with another human uh, and to give give me space to speak into your life and be in your life and even in your just career, creativity, creative career, whatever. I'm just so uh, humbled by the experience of the past couple years. And I feel like I'm going into a new season with Creative Pep Talk with the book out and the event and I'm, you know, working on a lot of other stuff behind the scenes and, uh, it's just been the most amazing journey. And I want you to know that I spend a lot of time thinking about how I honor that privilege. And so I just want to say thank you. And I want to say, um, that I hope that this episode is rocket fuel for your work, the reason you're on this planet, the creative input and output that, uh, that you're here to give. And so thanks, and I'll leave that there. Today, I want to talk about this idea of burnout, this idea of Uh, You know, what do you do when you're not feeling it anymore? I had some dudes, some people on Twitter bring this topic up when we were talking about possible uh, episodes. And this was maybe three or four weeks ago. And at the time I was like, okay, yeah, put that down and maybe I'll get to that one. That'd be interesting as a topic. You know, I felt probably felt some burnout in my life. Um, it was almost though, uh, kind of like a psychic reading of the future. And, uh, two weeks ago, it must've been, I got home from a speaking engagement, which was really brilliant. Um, but when I got home that weekend was rough. I was feeling so terrible. I was feeling, um, you know, I don't want to. Uh, over-exaggerate it. I don't think it was medical depression, but it was that feeling of, you know, ice cream loses its flavor, where I remember distinctly feeling like I don't remember what I liked about doing all of this stuff. I couldn't remember, like, the joy of um, the work that I was doing because I was so caught up in the detail, in the mundane, in the output. And I was empty. And I was in this sense of you can't give what you don't already have. And I think I was just empty from giving, 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 making, making, making until you're trying to make something out of nothing because you don't have it in you. And uh, it's a scary place. And I'm sure most of you have been there to where you're just like, I just don't see the point. I just don't like, what am I trying to uh, accomplish? What am I trying to do? And today's episode, I want to just talk you through some of the things that help pretty much quickly jumpstart that flame turning back on. And, uh, you know, I think that the lesson about burnout is about learning all of the tips and tricks to avoid burnout. And then once burnout hits, how you can spend the, mo- the, the minimum amount of time in that zone. Because I truly believe that burnout is a dangerous place for a human 
and just for a creative and just for someone who is um, trying to live out their creative destiny. And I think burnout needs to be avoided at all costs. And once you get there, what are the things you can do that quickly turn the tide? Because I think spending too much time in that zone is not just dangerous as a creative, but dangerous as a human, uh, just on a human uh, level. And so, what is burnout? Uh, I think of it like this pilot light for your creative furnace. If you're not aware, uh, a pilot light is this ongoing flame in your, it's like in your furnace, there'll be a little bit of gas, uh, just a small amount being let out and lit on fire so that flame never goes out. And so anytime you wanna turn the furnace on, it's ready to go. It's ready to, right? It's just waiting there uh, in the background. And I think that your creativity has to have this underlying, ongoing spark that's just waiting for when you turn up the heat, it's ready to go. And if you've ever been in this situation, especially if you're a professional, if you're someone who, have, who has tried to make a discipline of creative output, if you've ever been in this situation where you go to turn up the heat, you go to make your creative work, and it's like, nothing. Nothing's there. And you think, oh, it's a fluke, whatever. But then it happens the next day, and the next day. And all of a sudden, that underlying spark is gone and the scary thing is you don't always know why and in fact if you're running on empty and you're running on that you know the emotional uh, brokenness the emotional emptiness often you're irrational too so you don't have a good reason why or if you try to explain it um, you're gonna Explain it in an irrational way. You're not going to think it's because you're low on energy or inspiration. You're going to think it's something deeper and darker. You're going to explain it away in, uh, with worse explanations because you're not thinking straight. Because you're not coming from um, that fullness. And uh, I want to talk about what it's like when you've lost your spark you can't get out of bed in the morning. You know, if you're working a full-time job and uh, you're doing your side hustle and there was a season where you were so excited about what you were doing, you could get up an hour and a half early and work on your book or work on, you know, the creative work or side project, whatever it was. Or maybe, maybe you've been in the game. Maybe you're a pro creative already and you're doing that thing day after day year after year and it used to be you could stay up late having a great time making this stuff and it was just this white hot passion and the client stuff would come through the door and you'd knock it out of the park and now it's like just barely hitting the finish line on these deadlines and sometimes maybe not even doing that and I want to talk about what I think is at the core of that spark because I think if you know what it is you can be more intentional about keeping it lit so what is the spark that keeps you lit, <laughs> keeps you lit up about the creative work you're doing, the journey you're on, the work that you're putting in to get to where you're going. Uh, I'll tell you what I think it is. Uh, and I'll start with just saying, you know, back in ninth grade, I moved from Western New York, not alone. I wasn't like a like a child nomad. My parents, we moved uh, from Western New York back to Indiana. And uh, I, when we were in Western New York, I had had this ridiculous fortune when I was in sixth grade. Let's go back. Let's go further back. <laughs> when I was in sixth grade, we moved to Western New York from Indiana. 
and uh, you know about 60 minutes south of Buffalo, uh, Jamestown, New York. And uh, <laughs> so, okay, so I moved there. I was the new kid, and in the small town, the new kid was already kind of novel and interesting. But it takes me a long time to show my true colors because if you listen to this podcast, you know that I'm a complete weirdo. Uh, and so, and I know that. I'm very self-aware in my uh, knowledge of how strange I am as a human. And so I, I kind of find it best to just let a little bit out at a time until, you know, kind of like uh, boiling a frog, I guess is what they say, where you're just supposed to slowly heat it up so they don't panic. Uh, that's how I let out my weirdness. So that by the time I'm walking around the house doing some weird freestyle raps, uh, you're like, yeah, that's Andy. And you're like, how did that, <laughs> since when is he doing this like weird stuff? Anyway, so I'm like, you know, shy at first, trying to just not overwhelm them with how bizarre I am. Uh, this is sixth grade. And, you know, about a year into it, I've made some friends and it's going fine. But this uh, fortuitous uh, destiny comes my way where uh, the popular girl's friend, the most popular girl in the school, her best friend asks me out for her asks me if I want to go out, if I want to date the most popular girl in school. And of course, I'm like, oh yeah, what the heck? How did this happen? This is amazing. And uh, so we date, which means nothing. Like we don't even talk on the phone. I think we talked on the phone one time. We sometimes share pencils in math class. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and the truth of the matter is, I, and I probably knew it then, this is how ridiculous it is, is that she didn't actually ask me out and her friend was playing a joke on her and me, but she was so nice. She wasn't a mean girl. She was so nice, she just went along for the ride. It wasn't that, I mean, to be honest, it wasn't a giant sacrifice. She literally, sometimes I think she gave me gum in math class. And uh, because of that, though, that led me to being one of the most popular kids in school for the three years that I lived there. Uh, after that, my popularity skyrocketed when word got around the school that I was dating, uh, I don't want to say her name, we'll call her Sally, uh, uh, my popularity went through the roof. The stock price of Andy J Pizza went bonkers. And when I was moving back to Indiana, I was acutely aware of how much of a fluke it was that I had risen to the top, that I was just frightened, petrified, did not want to do it. Um, I really liked my social standing. So I moved back to the U, no, I went back to Indiana and uh, was in ninth grade and the first year was just excruciating. It was definitely the lowest year of my life, even, uh, well, <laughs> I just thought, well, I've had some doozies. There, there have been a few years that have been rough. Uh, that was definitely one of the lowest points of my life. I was really probably... Uh, clinically depressed and uh, I was just struggling super hardcore and I didn't make any friends. There were lots of days in my first uh, few months there that I sat in the lunchroom and ate lunch alone at my own table. <laughs> oh, it's so, it was so sad. And, uh, you know, when we would go like spring break, we would go on a uh, you know, a family trip away. The trip there, going, let's say we drove down to Florida. The whole drive down was a fantastic time and that travel just seemed light and fun and, you know, even the monotony of it just didn't seem like a giant deal. 
because I knew we were going on vacation. I was going to get away from school for a while and we were, we were going somewhere, right? And there was that little spark that meant driving, what, I don't know, 16 hours in the car just seemed to fly by and just, it was even fun. We had fun along the way. Now, in stark contrast was the journey back home. You know, it's one thing to come back from vacation uh, when you're headed back to a situation that you're pretty excited about, you know, to a work life that you enjoy to some extent. But when you're going home, when you've got a giant journey ahead of monotony and detail uh, and, and, and work, going towards something that you're not sure you want to go back to, it's pretty excruciating. And I think the pilot light, that thing, that, that spark that you can revisit and activate at any given moment, that creativity that's lying there waiting to be picked up as soon as you're ready to go, I think that spark is the spark of progress. It's the spark of a goal. It's the spark of excitement for a possible future. And I think that hope, I think it's like one part mastery, one part challenge. I think it's like one part possible, one part probable. It's, it, it, it keeps it interesting. It's not that you're going towards a definite future of exactly where you want to go. It's a, you think that you're playing your cards right. And if you really work at it, you might just end up where you're trying to go and it keeps it exciting. And that's where that spark lies. And I think at some point, if that goes out of balance, if it goes all probable, no possible, if it goes all like you know exactly how the next years are gonna play out, all of a sudden that spark starts to fade. Or if it's all possible, if it's all, it, you really have no clue if any of this is going to go anywhere, that spark will start to fade. And so if you're at the beginning of your career and you don't know if any of these efforts are going to work out, if any of this stuff you're making, this creativity, these side projects, this marketing, if you're not sure that it's really going to pay off in any real tangible way, it's really easy to get burnout on the stuff that you're doing. I remember going back, if you go back to my the start of my career when I'm trying to get things off the ground, I'm trying to create a freelance career around illustration and design. I remember there were lots of times where I'm hustling, hustling, hustling to do these side projects to get the word out there about what I was doing. And there's moments when, when my hope dwindled and it looked like all of this stuff is not really gonna turn into anything. It's all possibility, it's no probability. That's when I was like, I've got nothing left and I'm burnt out. Now, interestingly enough, that same experience, that same feeling is going to come back to haunt you when you've got a career under your belt and you're finally doing the stuff that you want to do. When you're several years into that, when it becomes too familiar, you know, they say familiarity brings contempt all of a sudden it gets boring. But I think you've worked so hard to get here and you don't have any complaints that all of a sudden you lose that spark of excitement because you feel like you've seen it all. You feel like your best days are behind you. And then maybe even part of you knows the pain of going down a new journey, the pain of the early beginnings, the pain of that not knowing if it was going to be probable causes you to say no to the next call. And so sometimes you can burn out early on because you're just not sure it's going to pay off. And sometimes you burn out later because you're just not sure that there's anything 
worthwhile ahead of you in the journey. And so in today's episode, I want to talk about how do you get that flame relit when you're not sure you're on a road that you want to be on? How do you readjust, rekindle that flame and get back to that excitement and re-spark that light? I think the first thing you gotta do isn't go grab the you know inspiration book or whatever, get on Pinterest. That's not my uh, first step when you're at this low point. I think what you gotta do is you gotta do some reflection and think about pruning. Because in order to grow, you gotta cut off the limbs that are in the way, that are soaking up the resources that uh, are drying you out, but they're not producing any fruit. You gotta cut those limbs off. And so the first thing I think you gotta do is you gotta identify what is bleeding me dry and to what degree can I get rid of it. Uh, There's this author named Stephen Mansfield, uh, author of a bunch of books. I heard him on the Story Brand podcast recently talking about this idea when he's talking about what happens when leaders crash and burn. Uh, you know, what happens when leaders go into burnout. One of the things that he said is one of the top reasons why that happens, and it's a little bit esoteric, but I think we can all relate to it, is this idea of being out of season. Out of season, season meaning you stayed in a season too long. And actually, I think uh, if you're one of these people who have accomplished a lot and you've built a career and you've done some things that you didn't even know were possible in your life, that it's often tempting to stay in that zone and just think, well, I should be grateful. Or, uh, you know, I don't want to risk it. But if you stay in that season longer than you're supposed to, that's when things get tricky. And so maybe you were called out of that season. Maybe you're supposed to be doing some other work, but you've stayed in it because you've convinced yourself that's all you deserve. You shouldn't risk it. Uh, You should be happy where you are uh, or or you're afraid of, you know, how to get to the next level. Um, It could be that you're out of season. You've stayed in there too long. It could be that you're living someone else's dream. It could be that uh, you think that this is the way a designer or a musician or a writer has to live or has to accomplish this or that. It could be that you're trying to accomplish something that you think you need to accomplish to be who you want to be, and yet it doesn't authentically light your spark and you've been working at that journey knowing full well that it's not a destination that you actually want to go to. Another thing you might be doing is you might be hiding. Are you hiding? Is there work? This is happening to me. This is all these things have been happening to me. A few weeks ago I went into that severe burnout mode and one of the things I realized is that I was hiding from some work that I needed to be doing because I was afraid that I might not be cut out to do it because it was new and it touched on some insecurities of mine that caused me to hide from the work that I knew I was supposed to be giving myself to. And one of the things I do when I'm hiding is I'm constantly dipping in my toes uh, you know it's like <laughs> it's like we're at swimming practice and uh, um, my coach is like, get in, come on, Miller, get in the pool, come on, pizza. And I dip my toe in. I'm like, how's that? Does that look good? Think I'm going to be a good swimmer? Think I got what it takes? Am I looking good? And it's this fixed mindset of, you know, you think you're supposed to write this book. You think you're supposed to um, make this gallery show, whatever it is. And instead of thinking that's what I want and I'm going to figure out what it takes to do a great job, you dip your toe in and you ask all your friends, what do you think? Looking, looking good? You think I can do it? You think I can do that? So you spend all this time in this dipping toes 
place hiding from actually getting in and doing the long, hard work. In my uh, the creative pep talk book that came out um, just recently from Chronicle Books, the first page is from Rilla Alexander, who's one of my all-time favorite artists and a good friend of mine. Uh, and her page says, done is better than none. And it's so true. And we so, and for me, there's so many times where I should be just doing the work, but I'm so petrified that I don't have what it takes to do it that I hide behind hesitating, starting and stopping, getting tons of feedback, asking everybody, do you think I can do it? Do you think I can, do you think I can do it? Uh, Instead of just doing it, even if it's imperfect and just getting it done. And so sometimes we're just hiding. And then sometimes you're just tired. Sometimes you've just worked too much. And last week, I took a break from the podcast. You'll notice there wasn't an episode last week if you're keeping up to date. Uh, And I just needed a break and it was glorious. And so sometimes you just need to step away. Sometimes you need to give yourself permission to uh, give yourself some time to fill up because you can't give what you don't have. You gotta have it in you to give it. And uh, sometimes you just need more life experience. You need to feel the feelings. You need to be, uh, soak up what that stuff that you're putting into your work actually is. And uh, yeah, sometimes it's simple as that. So the first thing you gotta do is prune. The second thing you've gotta do is soak. You gotta soak up that fuel that sparks you. And this sounds really simple. You know, it sounds like break out that book, you know, that used to, uh, (laughs) that used to get you going, that used to light your fire and just go back to that stuff that used to pump you up and just spend some time with it. But the fact of the matter is we all know that it's not that easy because that inspiration, that stuff that lit the spark last time, sometimes that the, the waters run dry, as boys to men would say uh, in one of my all-time favorite uh, boys to men songs, Water Runs Dry. <laughs> Highly recommended. Uh, but sometimes, you know, it's not as easy as going back to, and in fact, sometimes going back to the thing that inspired you, sometimes that's actually a recipe for disaster because we keep returning to the same resources for fuel and uh, that's why we're burnt out because we keep going backwards instead of looking forward, instead of thinking what's next. And if you're gonna look for what's next, the first thing you gotta do is admit that you don't know. The first thing you got to do is be open. And that's why taking a break is so essential. You know, last, uh, you know, two weeks ago when I was feeling that burnout, man, it was in this place of like, I can't remember why I'm doing this stuff. I don't know. I don't remember what it's like to get high on that creativity and on that mission and the stuff that I'm working on. I I couldn't remember what it felt like. And for me, the thing that was essential was to just explore a little bit without knowing exactly what the answer was. That looked like listening, going back through podcasts, you know, that I really liked. I don't mean like re-listening to episodes. I mean, you know, the, all the um, podcasts that I listened to. You know, I listened to um, the story kind of podcast, This American Life, Radio Lab, business ones, uh, all all over the spectrum, I was trying to find that spark. Where is the spark? And not being judgmental, not thinking I had the answer first, but really going on an exploration for what's the next thing. And that's the thing is like, I don't know what it is. And I think that's so essential to getting out of burnout is admitting that you need something new and going out on a journey to find it and not knowing where it's gonna come from. And this is a total shameless 
uh, plug for Creative Pep Rally. We have an event in uh, a few weeks, going to be April 28th. And then the end of sales is going to be the 21st at the end of this week. We're, we're going to quit selling the tickets. Um, that's going to be out. We're almost already sold out anyway. So go get your ticket. One of the things that really helps me, and this is uh, not just a plug, but it's absolutely true, is just changing up your surroundings, going into new territories, saying yes to the call. If it's if that kind of thing is something you've been feeling like you need to do, jump on it and make it happen. For me, travel, new cities, new environments, new input, that's how I fill up, that's how I light that spark, is getting to new information, new stuff, the next level, the thing that tips me off to the next level of progress and direction that I want to head. And so maybe you just need to go to Creative Pep Rally to light that fuse. Um, But (laughs) in all seriousness, sometimes it's a physical journey that needs to be done. But whatever it is, go search out what you need to soak in. For me, it was two things that helped really, I mean, light that fuse for me. One was I got reconnected to business. I heard this uh, business podcast. This dude was going on and on about growth and just systematic uh, approach to growth and progress and, and looking over the numbers, looking over the data, looking over what's going on in your life and thinking strategically about how you can maximize and take it to the next level in an exponential way. And that was like, man, I love doing that. There's a part of me that is just all business, baby. And, uh, you know, I think that that's my dad. Uh, My dad is like a business dude. And that was just speaking to me. And I was like, oh, man, I just love the process of progress in, in my business. And that was lighting that flame. And then and it was so it was so lit up that part of me was like maybe I'm just a business person I don't give a damn about all this creativity stuff and then the next day uh, was a day when I was supposed to be recording the podcast and chose to take a break and it was early morning like 5 a.m. and I decided to go on a walk and uh, go go on a walk listening to podcasts and I'm listening to this creativity. Uh, chat and they're talking about the real creativity when you're down in the trenches you've got a real goal in mind like what you want people to get not the message but like a feeling or an experience like something you really want to communicate this thought and feeling that you want to transfer from you to somebody else you know this top level creativity stuff the craftsman stuff like where you're really trying to do the thing and they're hashing it out and creativity is this esoteric like inspiration this muse this thing that will not be uh, tied down this thing that refuses uh, to work exactly the same way every time you got to learn all these weird uh, principles and approaches to grasping this thing and they're wrestling they're talking about all the ways that they wrestle it out and, and make this thing happen and I'm just like oh man I love that pursuit of like the next creative thing, the next thing, you know, doing this thing that you're super excited about, doing an illustration one week that you're so pumped about, and then the next week having to do it again and being like, man, I'm back at square one. That fight, that tussle, that is what I'm all about. I love that. That must be the mom DNA in me because she is the artist side. And so I just, you know, in some ways rekindled, went back home to these core parts of who I am. But also it was a fresh inspiration, new next steps. And uh, as I got in touch with these things, all of a sudden, I started to get in touch with the next thing you got to do, which is connect to where you're going and have a plan for where you're going. And so as I'm getting that excitement, 
I'm, I'm reconnecting to that spark in the present moment. The thing that's new, the thing that's next, the thing that's connected to the yesteryear. All right, it's getting weird. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's something that's deeply you, but also next to you. And as you start connecting to that, all of a sudden, at least for me, I start seeing a path in front of me. I start seeing what I really care about right now, what I really want for the next season of my life, what, I, what I'm really headed towards for that mixture of possible and probable. And, uh, and I start remembering, I know the work I want to do. I know, what I'm, I know what goal I'm hiding from. And I know that it's what I really want, and if I connect to that and I work towards it, that that pilot light is gonna turn back on. And so the last thing you need to do is identify where is that place on the horizon? Where is that place in your creative career? Where is that perfect balance of possible and probable, mastery and challenge? Where is that specific goal on the horizon that will pump you up and get you out of bed? And be honest about it, even if it looks scary, even if you're not sure if you can get there. If you're not sure you can get there, that's right where you need to be because it's got to have that excitement or it's not fire. You've got to think, I've got to show up for this match or I'm going to get my butt kicked because if you don't have that, you've got no adrenaline. You're not connecting to the excitement of showing up and it requiring all of you. And some of you people who have spent, you know, the past 10 years establishing a career and now really reaping the benefits of that really need to think about, I need to go back to square one when my butt was being handed to me. And not many people want to do that. Not many, you know, pianists want to go from being world-renowned top of the list to picking up acoustic guitar and fumbling around like you've got sausage fingers, right? I get it. I feel that. I know what the long road of like trying to make something happen feels like. And then when you finally get there, you're not ready to go back on the journey. But at some point you come out of season and it's time to say yes to a new call. So with these pilot lights, I read a little bit about them. They're kind of interesting. And I say kind of because they're not super interesting, but they're kind of interesting. And uh, there's this indicator in a pilot light that is this piece of filament. I don't really know if it's a filament, but that sounds like the kind of thing that it should be. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's touching the flame and uh, it's charging a battery. And that filament battery apparatus is an indicator that, that knows whether the pilot light is lit. And the reason it's essential is if the pilot light goes out, your gas needs to shut off. Otherwise, that gas is just gonna leak and leak and leak and build up until there's a giant explosion. And so you need an indicator that tells you that your pilot light is off. And this episode, what I want it to be about, what I'm trying to tell you is whether you're in burnout or not right now, it's essential that you tend to this spark, this flame inside you, that you care for it like it's your precious, that you, you're aware when it's firing and when it's low. Because if you go too long without that spark, you are at risk of a serious occurrence, a serious explosion of sorts. When you allow that energy to build up and build up and build up without the spark, that's when you run into disasters of catastrophic 
proportions. And we've all heard of the folks at the top of their games, whether it's in business or sports or spirituality or art, that lost it all because they went too long with the pilot light weak, with the pilot light out. And so I think it's incredibly important to have that indicator, to be checking in. And I hope this episode is an encouragement to check in. How's that spark going? Are you running on fumes? Do you need to go out and explore? Do you need to add some gas? Do you need to, do you need to reconnect to who you used to be and why you got in this game in the first place? Do you need to search out some fresh inspiration? Do you need to say yes to a call that's been nagging at you that you've been hiding from because you're afraid it's going to be tough? You know, for me, a few weeks ago, I told you I was at a low place. And luckily, you know, I know enough of these tricks and I'm kind of touching base enough that I only spent, a, you know, a few days in that arena. You know, there have been times of burnout that I've experienced that have lasted six months. Uh, but luckily, I've been better about having that indication, knowing like, this isn't good. I'm not going to be able to last in this state for very long. And I just did every single trick in the book. I tried it all. I, uh, I did everything. I said, you know, maybe I'm just tired. Maybe I need to sleep more. Got a good sleep. Maybe I'm, you know, exhausted from being around people all the time because I'm an introvert and I just need uh, some good alone time. Maybe I have lost my sense of goals and I just did everything that I could figure out to do. And, uh, you know, I listened to that business podcast. I was feeling a little bit excited. I felt that spark a little bit, you know, just slightly come on. And then the, the morning after, I thought, I'm going to get up super early so that I can get up before the sun. I can get up before the world and just feel that true, alone, introverted moment that just, uh, you know, I'm so desperate for. I have to have that space. Uh, and so I tried that trick and then I revisited some creativity uh, discussions, podcasts, you know, comedians, these kind of folks. Um, and uh, on that walk in the dark, 5.30 a.m., I can feel the spark relight. I can feel its warmth and the joy of that excitement for my future and where I'm trying to head. And I'm remembering what I love about life and business and art. And then it hits me in a different way because I'd gotten to that place where I'd forgotten all that stuff and I couldn't remember what that felt like. And so I was just overwhelmed with gratitude because I was scared that I'd lost it. And as it was returning, both just the excitement of feeling all those feelings and then this flood of gratitude like, yes, this is exactly why I do this. And I'm so glad that it's returned and it's there and I'm just aware of its sacred quality. This, this is like the life force burning in me. And so I do what any uh, white dude <laughs> on a bike trail <laughs> does. And I thought, I better listen to Sigur Ross. And uh, <laughs> I turned it on. I turned on that album, Tack, which is just one of my all-time favorite uh, albums. And I can feel like myself uh, tearing up like... Um, <laughs> as you do and I'm starting to tear up and I'm grateful for the tears because I'm feeling these strong feelings and I'm just enjoying it and I'm trying not to clench it I'm trying not to grasp it because that's the sure way to kill it I'm just trying to like feel it, enjoy it be grateful, allow it to come and go because I don't know if it's going to come in the fullness or if it's just going to kind of be a little spark again and I'm walking home 
and I'm and, and the sunrise is happening and as I'm getting to my doorstep I can feel myself start to lose it and I'm really unashamedly sobbing because it's back and it's intense and I'm feeling it and I've got the course and I know my plan of action and I'm excited to get back to work and I just go home I sit in my kitchen at I don't know 6 30 in the morning and I just sob and it just feels like the most cathartic amazing it wasn't sad tears it was tears of gratitude and so if you're in this moment where you can't remember what you're fighting for. You can't remember why you used to get out of bed at 6 a.m. or stay up till 3 a.m. working on this side project, working for your future. I hope that this episode will encourage you to get rid of whatever you need to get rid of. Go search out and soak in that fresh inspiration make a plan of action and I hope that it leads to your own moments maybe you're not gonna go <laughs> on the bike trail listen to Sigaross and do a good sobbing but I hope that in your own way that you really light this thing up that that spark returns and that you're ready to turn up the heat and kick some butt in your own journey in the bag. I hope that it is incredibly encouraging. Hope it relights that spark for some of you. I hope it just, maybe it just, maybe, maybe the spark's still there, but maybe it just gave you some fresh fire and turned up the heat <laughs> on that, uh, that spark. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I just super, super appreciate it. Big thanks to Yoni Wolf and the band Y for our theme music. Also, thanks to Nate Utesh and the band Metavari for all the other tunes. You can find all of that kind of good music at uh, soundcloud.com slash Metavari. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget, uh, tickets are going to go, uh, are going to be off sale on the 21st of April 2017 uh, at the end of this week for Creative Pep Rally, the first of hopefully many um, future uh, Creative Pep Talk events so go get your ticket and uh let's do some hanging out guys thanks so much for listening thanks for supporting the podcast thanks for all the love and uh support that you've given me um i love being a part of this with you guys so uh you know until the next episode do whatever it takes to stay pepped up